and welcome to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. Our rats have a plan to defeat the demon and are on their way to the tapper's lair deep under Flotsam to install a capture device. Unfortunately, while trying to rescue a possessed passerby, Vern has just skewered him with his sword, and now the victim is yelling for help. Episode 21 The Depths of Darkness um. Uh, what does he do? What does he do? Uh, I think I'll. I think I'll stay there because I don't. I, Vern's not a killer particularly, and he knows if he pulls this blade out, he he might die. So I think he, he'll he'll sit there, continuing to try and calm this rat, and just watching how, what what happens in terms of the people coming out and what ruckus this causes. This sounds like a smooth talking challenge to me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um, and yeah, there are a lot of people popping their heads out because you are always the centre of attention. <laughs> I am. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so uh, let's have a, a roll to try and sm- calm down and smooth talk this rat who you just stabbed in the leg. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, roll it. Um, your difficulty to—I mean, this is a pretty extreme situation. It's an eight. This difficulty. Mm. I don't have a my have my has my way with words. You can have a plus two for that. Okay. Oh, it's a nat nine, so eleven. Eleven. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. What is your story? <laughs> out to out to the people that um are coming out, and and him. I mean, what what's what are you? How are you explaining this away? Uh, I, I, clearly, you do, and you succeed. But I'm just interested what what Vern's story is here. Yeah, I think for the people coming out, bearing in mind what's what's been happening in in the city and the presence of the the Kindlers and lockdown and all this kind of stuff. Um, and how terrified everyone probably is. He's basically gonna, with with a free hand, hold up his his kin his guild token and just say, um, "There's nothing to see here. Kindle a business. Go back inside." And then hopefully it's it's the, it's the chief Wiggum. There's nothing to see here, boys. Um, <laughs> while there's a fireworks factory going off in the background. Um, for them, it's the official police business. You know, yeah, back inside your homes. Um, and for the rat. Himself? And for the rat on the floor. Oh, how do you explain away being stabbed on the leg? Um, now, hold yourself. You need to take a moment and think about what the last thing you remember is. Because what I remember is coming down here lantern side, hearing a scream and finding you in a fit of fever. You didn't know what you were or what you were doing. And you came at me, son. You remember any of this? No, I... No, no. Exactly. Uh, What's the last thing you remember? Think. I, I, I was... I was... I was... Just opening my door. Exactly. So you don't remember what happened between then and now, do you? Uh, no. No. Now tell me, tell you, son, I came down the alley, you stepped out, all full of rage and fever, and came straight at me. Now I could have killed you, son. Look, I got this here sword, and I could have put it through the back of your head, but I didn't. I just stopped you, okay? I'm not here to hurt you, I'm just here to protect myself, and I've done protect you at the same time. Okay, so you spin out this yarn of of him being feverish, uh, and that you were shocking him out of his fever and stopping him and attacking other people and uh, and all the rest of it. And, And you've been quite convincing about it, bizarrely. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to leave him here with the sword in him are you going to get him to a doctor what what's what's your plan uh, you know again Vern's, Vern knows if he pulls the sword out and leaves this this rat's probably gonna um bleed out so he's gonna hoist him to his feet because he was quite a sort of a thin rat wasn't he so I'm assuming Vern's probably 
bigger and better built. Yep. So he's going to lift him. Basically, I want to lift him to the to his feet and um, pull him along with me, or walk along with him towards the the gate, so we can get him some medical okay. attention. It is going to be very very slow, and you've got quite a distance to travel. Okay. Is there um any sort of tavern or anything open at this hour? That's not all. at this hour. We're past. Uh, well, there might be a lock-in somewhere, but, but not that you're aware of. No, we're we're past midnight now. Mm, okay. Um, does Vern have anything on him, rags-wise, or anything? Or he's wearing some clothing now, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin my nice uniform. <laughs> I just got it. Um, you can have a sash on your uniform if you like. Yeah, I was just thinking if we got some kind of tie or anything. But um, you do know that only a very short distance from here is the tailors. Hmm. Okay. So in that case, Vern will um, sort of take the sash off of his uniform. I'm trying to think if I've got anything. Can I? Can I just see a stick or anything nearby? Just like just some detrit- like detritus on the floor. You can have a stick of some sort. Excellent. Probably uh, there, there have been stalls put up here uh, during the day. They, they sell uh, sell goods from stalls along the edges of this particular road. So I think you could find a, a bit of a disassembled stall or something to use. Excellent. I'm I'm basically I'm giving it. I want to give it to the rat um, with the sword in him. Um, just say, all right. Now I ain't gonna lie. This is gonna sting a little. Bite down on this, and give him the stick to bite down on and in one swift motion because Vern's clearly a qualified surgeon um, <laughs> will just very quickly pull the sword straight out and then immediately grab his sash and start wrapping it round the round the wound um, as tight as he possibly can like a ligature there is definitely a shriek um, but you do that and you start tying the sash around his leg. You are aware, by the way, that you are being watched. You may have waved your badge about and people have cleared off a bit, but there are definitely heads poking up from, from nearby buildings watching this happen. Okay, so as soon as he's able to again and is with it enough, I'll start hurrying him towards the uh, the tailors. You start hurrying towards the tailors. I feel like I'm being led to my doom. This is terrifying. <laughs> Cut to you banging on the door of the tailors, presumably trying to rouse him so you can, well, I don't know, so you can do whatever you're going to do. Mm, yep. After a, a short time, the door opens and a very sleepy-looking rat wearing a nightcap and carrying a lantern looks out. Doesn't say anything, just looks out. It didn't speak before, if you remember. No, it didn't. Uh, it's looking up at you, raises the lantern, sees the outfit that you're wearing, and then sort of just waits presumably assuming you're going to ask for more sartorial sort of changes or something. Uh, so Vern will just basically say, Now, you're a friend of the Tappers, so maybe you're a friend of mine. I had a little incident here. I just need you to give this man a place to sit, and I'll send help to come get him. Holds the lantern out, looks at the um, now very trembly, sort of uh, weak-looking... Um, rat with this soaked through sash on his side looks at you. I assume he just still stands there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what a creepy rat. Now let's put it this way: if uh, if it becomes known, or if I become known about what's exactly what's transpired with this fellow, it could mean trouble for us, trouble for the tappers, trouble for the kindlers. We need to keep this quiet. I'm sure you don't want to lose any. Business, the tappers seem to compensate you fairly well, and now I need a favour. Puts the lantern down, 
holds out his hand, palm up, and taps the middle of the palm. Oh, I don't... Do, we, weren't we given a little bit of coin, but I don't think I've got any? No, you weren't, and no, you don't. Okay. Um, I don't have anything on me other than my Kindler token, do I? Uh, That's correct. I smashed my crystal ember. Uh, I can't... Well, no, I'm about to meet up with Arthur. I'm just thinking out loud now. I do have a way with words. <clears throat> now... You're clearly a reputable businessman. <laughs> okay, so you're going to go into a persuasion session. Let's have a uh, let's have a die roll from you, please. You okay. Plus plus two for your way with words. All right. Oh, nat ten. Oh, lucky he rolled a nine. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, you persuade him that it is the best interest of the tappers for him to uh, look after this this chap while you go off and perform whatever you're trying to perform <sighs> reluctantly he, uh, he he sees the point of that um, and the last you see of the two uh, he is helping the uh, the wounded rat stand onto a chair and is finding fresh bandages as you head off down the hill can I, can I, can I try and do something really sneaky what you want to, to nick another uniform no I just I, just the sash that I used if there's one like on a hook by the door as I walk out I just <laughs> want to I just want to replace my perfect uniform with a Ted, I'll let you do that. Yay. Good. I'm back in order now. Um, cool. Off down the hill you go. Um, before Vern reaches uh, Reg and Enid, <coughs> Arthur reaches Reg and Enid. He looks harried. He looks, yeah, pretty busy. He, he approaches at a, at a jog and sees you on the other side of the gate. Has a word with the guards and comes up to you. There's more more down by the, the yards. More at attacks of these these red-eyed creatures. Come on, you, you better move. Where, where are you trying to get to? I'll, I'll give give him the address uh, down in Lanternside. That it was down by the theatre district, wasn't it? Right. Well, you shouldn't need my help from this point onwards. Come through quickly. No, no. Thank you. How long we're going to be able to keep a lid on it down there, I don't know. Um, it's spreading. I think it's happening more often. We'll get this set up as fast as we can. I need to get to Scour. Uh, who? Oh, no, no. Not for you, love. I'm going to leave you to it unless there is something critical. Go, Arthur. Go. Go. He runs off down the hill, passing Vern as he does. <laughs> do, he sort of nod, nods to Vern, but carries on running. Enid, I'm going to need time to set up. So if we can get into that Tapper Cave, then you could go speak to Scow while I'm getting it built. All right, then. And we also need Ember from somewhere. I mean, if I've got one, I don't think that's going to be enough to distract it. No. Vern joins you. Hi, Vern. Ah, you made it. You're right. You look a bit stressed. Well, I may have just encountered another one of our friends. Oh. A demon spawn? There's mm. a bit of blood splatter on him, actually. <laughs> when you say encountered... I mean, I saved a man. Shall we put it like that instead? Reg breathes a sigh of relief. I poke a spot of blood on his shirt with one claw and go, you've got a funny idea of what saving is. But technically I saved two. Him and me. I really hope I never need saving. 
you and the two porters are hauling this cart down the street. It's it's difficult going because Lantern Side is fairly easy to traverse if you go up and down the steps. The trouble is that with the cart you can't go up and down the steps, so oh, okay. uh, you have to take back there and are, forth. There are there are slanting streets that connect things, but it's very much a backwards and forth, backwards and forwards to try and get down there. It's pretty quiet, Lantern Side. Looking at there are uh, one or two people about still. Um, the, the the initial panic over whatever was going on in the yard seems to have died down a bit. Um, you can see there are some vessels still moving. You can see a cluster of lights way off where the entrance to the Lanternside Cavern is. It looks like there might be some vessels down by the entrance which you brought your boat through way back. But you work your way down towards the river. Before we go too far, Vern, could you run ahead and let the tappers know that we're coming because we're going to need the boat to take us through the caves? Well, I can, I can try and find... Some of them. What's the nearest uh, those safe houses Mr. Peabody gave us? Uh, we're heading to that one by the theatre. Okay. I don't want to go off on my own again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Vern would, he, you know, we need to make this as smooth as possible so he'd try and get ahead to go and um, contact the tappers. He legs it down the steps, passes the Jubilee Theatre, ends up in the back alley and pulls the rope doorbell. And after a short time, the small black rat who guarded that place before comes out and peers at you blinking. Yes. It's us again. We could do with uh, contacting Gwen if she's around. Uh, well, I can ask. Might take a while. Don't know where she is. Well, that's fine. Right now I could probably do with just a quiet little sit down. Right, you sit. And opens the door with a key again and heads down into the darkness. And Vern will just walk in and just do that like soldier at the end of the battle in every <laughs> crass Hollywood movie and just sit and flump for a second and just just take a pause oh dear Vern has no sense of urgency hey what, what else am I going to do while I'm sat here I'm going to relax <laughs> and it takes a while it probably takes about another 20 minutes for the cart to rattle its way down to um, mm-hmm. past the Jubilee Theatre which is closed up and along to this back alley you are aware Enid and Reg that there are people paying attention to this again noise this late at night there are occasionally twitched curtains that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, people keeping an eye on what you're up to at about the point where the two of you are standing outside the building Vern there is a a rattling and and the small rat comes up out of the darkness Mm. she's at the yards what do you need well we need to uh, get down to the caverns underneath which ones Reg is just going to butt in uh, we need a boat to take us back to the uh, the main cave. Uh, Gwen or Peabody will know which one. We've got a sub- substantial cargo to get down there. Close to a dock. Look, 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 slow down. I can't send long messages. Can you break it into short words for me? Need to transport trap to demon cave. Are you sure? Gwen or Peabody would understand that. Right. I'll send the message. It looks both worried and confused and heads down the stairs. Leaving you alone in the room. Except for the two uh, porters outside, of course. Hmm. Pop out. I'm going to thank the porters, um, uh, send them home, and I'm going to get the... Again, they stand around looking like they might want something before they leave. Yeah. Vernie, need either of you got any cash? Oh, fine. <laughs> and I walk very hobblingly. Hobblingly is now a word. Up to them and look them dead in the eye and go, oh, this is 
money that I have amassed over a long, long life. Not very much, and I hope you spend it wisely. If I can give another tip to you, don't take old ladies for a ride. Occasionally they take it personally. And smile and press a coin into each of their hands. How big a coin? <laughs> Only a small one. <laughs> oh, dear. The two of them look at the coins in their hands, look at you, look at Reg. Will this be sufficient? One of them just throws the coin out into the river. The other rolls his eyes and the two of them stalk off up the hill. They do not look happy. I'll find you at the guild. I'll call after them. Try and, try and do it discreetly, but um, uh, I'm going to get the automata to unload the rest of the uh, cargo and bring it inside the, inside the house. Okay, well, you, I imagine you sort of stand almost at the end of the alley in a nothing-to-see-here kind of a way as behind you some <laughs> yep. things get unpacked from the cart in a mysterious yes. way. Yeah, yep. all right. Um, okay, after, again, probably another 15, 20 minutes when pretty much everything off the cart is unloaded, uh, the door opens and the small rat comes out. Uh, he has a, a slip of paper in his hand. There's a boat coming. You won't get it from here. Mm, looks at the stuff. We've got a few stairs, you know. Then sees oh. one of the automatons coming through the door, the, one of the servitors, and just drops the note. Uh, it, um, it's alright I'll take several steps backwards uh, oh, Sorry Sorry to alarm you We're working with the Kindlers uh, It's a it's a Kindler machine uh, you, you can get a boat By the, the bridge entrance Opposite the theatre Down the steps Small steps Down the side Entrance at the bottom Right with a bit of toing and froing and some double checking that the, the roads are clear, you manage to organise the automatons, the servitors, to offload the stuff that they loaded into the house and take it down the stairs opposite the theatre to an entry to the sewer. Uh, there is a tunnel um, with a heavy grating across it, but after chatting with the, the slightly freaked out rat, um, you realise where the boat is going to arrive. It's a precipitous path down there. The stairs are actually pretty difficult to see unless you know they're there. But obviously it isn't the way that people usually take cargo. You're having to improvise at this yeah. point. Yes. By the time that you're taking the last lot down, uh, you can see a light as a boat drifts up the tunnel towards the iron grating. Right. You get into the boat here, which is being poled by stump. Everything is loaded onto the mm -hmm. boat. All of you go on the boat. You head through yes. the water here to as near to the demon cave, as Reg called it, as, as you can get, at which point things are offloaded and the servitors help the gear be carried up to the demon cage and Reg starts setting things up in the demon cave. Yep. While yep. that is being set up, Enid and Vern head for ruin, in which case we're going to rely on Enid's navigational ability. Oh, God. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Everything. You fall off the edge of a waterfall and all <laughs> die. Okay. You've been this way twice, I think, but once with a bag on your head. <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficulty seven to find your way back there. You have uh, always uh, wants to know where you are as a trait, so that pushes it up by two. Okay. It's a one. <laughs> oh, no. By the time Enid and Vern find their way free of the tunnels, it's all over. The city is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Deep 
somewhere below the city, Vern and Enid are not where they think they ought to be. <laughs> this is becoming familiar territory. Yeah, you you found your way into a network of what look like stone tunnels, as opposed to things that have actually been carved out or built. These are rifts in rock and cave tunnels, things that are more natural. There are the trickles of water through some of them, uh, and you can hear water echoing down them, but this definitely isn't the right way to be going. You can try and work your way back, but you're not quite sure which way back was. The only obvious thing is that somewhere echoing down this tunnel you can hear rushing water, quite heavy-duty rushing water, like a uh, like a waterfall or something like that. Hmm. So we, we, we know we're not heading in the right... Like, we can feel this is not the right way. It's not a case of we're still just trundling. It just doesn't look familiar in any way. Um, you've been through a lot of broken buildings and a lot of rat-made tunnels previously. This is deeper and darker and just feels totally unfamiliar. I'm assuming, by the way, you took a lantern from the demon chamber to use as a light source, don't you? Oh, we definitely did. I remember picking one up, yeah. 100%. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the only thing you have to guide you at the moment is, is further on down this tunnel, you can hear rushing water. I, I don't think we want to go in the direction of that. Billy seemed most unsettled by the water. Well, I mean, I'm no fan of drowning neither. I, I suggest we maybe turn around and see if we can pick up the path. The what? The path. <laughs> <laughs> Stop breaking character, Enid. This is very serious. We're lost. Put your grammar book doohickey down and find our way out of here. We don't want me navigating. All right, so I'll try my best. You've got really turned around in this and, mm. and for some reason don't seem to be able to find the way that you actually got into this particular tunnel. So you would turn around and you work your way back up and it's quite a difficult climb with some of these broken stones here. There is another, what looks like a slightly easier tunnel off to the right. So you head down that a short distance and again you can hear in the distance down this tunnel slightly muffled, slightly metallic sounding but that rushing water sound again. Well, mm. if danger's in the direction that the water's going, then it's usually best to go the opposite direction. Away from the metallic rushing sound of water, that sounds about right to me. You turn round and you scramble back up again and find yourself back in the tunnel where you just were. You must be missing an entrance somewhere, hidden like that, but at the moment you go towards the right and you end up going towards that noise. You go towards the left and you still end up going towards that noise, but it's it, there's a metallic sort of ring to it this in this direction. Well, it seems like we might be out of options. It certainly sounds that way. I think Vern will probably sort of like tuck Enid in behind him um, and hold the lantern up and very slowly continue down one of these tunnels where we can hear, not, not sort of that same one where it was just rushing sound, but the rushing metallic tinge to it. Um, and start slowly going towards it you pace your way down the tunnel lantern held high Enid just behind you the lantern shines off the, the sort of black rock which this place is cut out of and as you round a corner the rushing is louder more metallic and in front of you appears to be something made of metal yeah it's a big metal perhaps it's a door um it's a massive thing it's blocking off the end of this corridor here and it has some sort of design carved 
into it or cast into it. As you get a bit closer, slightly familiar again, tickling the back of the brain somewhere, but there is a cast engraving of a woman. She is naked, she has long hair, and she has chains that come from each side of the door and are bound around her arms. But rather than her being a prisoner, it is as if she has taken control of the chain. She looks very, very powerful figure there, hauling on the chains as if she is in command of the situation, as if she's hauling perhaps, uh, I mean, you can't see anything at the edges of the design, but perhaps um, hauling slaves or holding dogs back or that sort of sense of control. Hmm. Okay. And it's not immediately obvious to Vern in terms of that memory. It's just, just a tickle. It's just a tickle, but I should point out that this is a human woman. Mm. Mm, ah, okay. See, that's how much I've absorbed this now. I was like, oh, okay, yes, of course, a female rat. Um, well, at least we had the good sense to put some clothes on. Well, I mean, I can't tell from the picture whether she's having a good time or a really bad time. Mm, if there are chains involved, somebody's usually having a bad time. Or a good time. And he says with a little wink in his little rat face. Well... Vern will just turn to Enid and go, um, I mean, I suppose there's no harming having a knock. They might be able to point us in the right direction. I mean, what could be worse behind it than red glowed demons? You had to ask the question, didn't you? Oh, you know me well, Enid. I mean, looking at this door, I mean, I assume it looks very much like a hatchway. It's not just an engraving in the wall. It looks like it can open and things. You can't see a sign of a handle, but there is definitely a... Uh, a seal around the outside, uh, a place mm. where it splits, um, so it looks like it could be pushed or pulled open, yeah. It's also got rivets worked into the design, so it feels, if anything, it's it's a bit ship's hull-like, if that makes sense. It reminds you a little bit of the Iskander in terms of the workmanship. Yeah, okay. Um, I think, actually, rather than knock for once, Vern's going to attempt to be stealthy and gently put a shoulder up against it so it doesn't make any noise and just push and see if it if it moves at all. Well, you put your shoulder to it, immediately the sound is much, much louder in your ear as you're right up sort of touching the metal. It's vibrating through it. You push. There's a little creak, a little squeak, and it just grates forward a little bit. You think you could probably, if you give it a proper shove, you could probably get it open. It might make a little bit of noise, but there is a loud rushing on the other side, so whether anybody would notice is a different matter. Hmm. Okay, um, so seeing it just creak open, Vern will push harder, but not faster, if that makes any sense. So I want to open it for you know with purpose now, but I'm not trying to slam it open or anything. You apply more pressure and more pressure, and gradually it grates open, and the sound echoes down the corridor around you. You see a tunnel leading into darkness ahead of you. Um, the edges of the tunnel are more regular now there's still this black rock that's around you but they look as if they've been properly shaped into a square-sided tunnel okay um Vern will obviously peer in and lift up the lantern as high as he can try and cast as much light down um, this corridor can he see anything it disappears into darkness at the moment Okay. You can hear this rushing sound. There's a bit of a breeze as well. The breeze is drawing you slightly down the tunnel. It's, it's going away from you. Mm. I think Vernal Vernal just turned back towards Enid. Not really say anything, but do that thing of with the eyebrows of, shall we? She gestures with her hand, like, lead the way. Um, in which case, 
Why did I, I ended up with a bit of wood earlier in the first season, and now it's going to be my hand on my sword. It doesn't get any better. So with one hand just again on the hill, and the other hand holding up the lantern, very tentatively walk into the corridor. Meanwhile, upstairs, Reg is constructing a device. He is uh, unpacking mm -hmm. all of these things, and the automata are... Uh, they're difficult to control, Reg. Essentially, the starlings have given you a set of gestures, which it took you a while to get right, and that set of gestures set them doing a particular task. But probably the best way of thinking about them is a little bit like the computer game Lemmings. Um, they, they, have, <laughs> oh, they have a limited set of things that they do, and you can put them into that mode. So, lift right. and carry you know, um, right. block this area, construct this thing. You've got a recipe, essentially, of, of things that they can do. You've scribbled down a set of hand gestures that the Starlings gave you. Okay. So it's it's not a verbal, they'll do anything you want. It is much no. more of a, an automated thing. Than right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Reg, Reg may spend quite a lot of time uh, like putting, putting them into stop mode and then sort of, like, manually repositioning them to point at the thing that he wants them to move. But uh, yeah, Reg, Reg's plan is to build the trap alongside the, the demon mandala, assuming that there's enough ceiling height. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, get them, get them constructing that. And okay. As you're in the middle of that, Gwen and Jeanette come into the room, followed by Mr. Peabody. Ah, there you are. I've uh, been trying to track down one of you. What's happening? The demon, it, Starlings tell me it's some sort of ancient weapon. It's out there in the yards at the moment. It's possessing random people and uh, sending them to drain the souls of others. A lot of people have died. That's what's happening. We've had all sorts of reports, but so how is it taking these other people? It seems to be spawning smaller versions of this mandala in the upper city. They're trying to keep a lid on it. There's a cover story about some sort of gas release or disease. Obviously, you know what's going on. The Starlings have built this to try to contain it try so they're not certain nobody's certain about anything what about elwood we're not sure the people who are possessed by the demon up top if they're subdued they do recover so if we subdue the demon i'll be honest the starlings think we may not be able to recover his body but maybe we can save his soul she wilts sort of sits back against the wall i'm so sorry they think he's still in there Will, will he listen to us, do you think? I don't know. What I'm hoping is this contraption is built to interfere with this mandala. This is like the demon's unique snowflake pan. So it will contain the demon. If Elwood's still in there, I don't think it'll stop him. So maybe Enid will be able to draw him out. That's my hope. Oh. But so much guesswork. All right. Well, what, what can we do? Um, We're going to need some ember. Um... How much? I'm not sure. Apparently, smashing an ember, releasing the energy, it draws a lot of more attention. Um, I've also made this thing... Attention of the creature, do you mean? Of the creature, yeah. We need to get it here. We need to lead it in. Well, we know we these to... tunnels. We can do that. Uh, how much ember do you think? Are we talking 50, 100? <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to tell you. The ember that we took from the ship, we hid it down by the docks. There's plenty there. I think that might be why the demon is hanging around the yards. We have other stores. We have we have ember. We have more than... If you can get it without going to the yards, that will be good, because that's where the demon is. Its activity is escalating. Do you know where it actually is? Do you know where we have to lead it from? No. Somewhere in the yards. How do we find it? Uh, 
we're still not sure. The chain guard and the kindlers are just trying to contain the problem, keep it under wraps. Lock, they're locking off areas of the city. I think it's only the tappers will be able to move freely. What does it want? Did the, the starlings tell you? Can we, can we figure out what it's trying to do and find it that way? It's a weapon. It seems like its plan is to destroy the city. <sighs> but it seems to be focusing on gathering energy at the moment. So I think the, the ember will definitely attract it. And why isn't it at the Kindler's compound? The Starling suggested it could only sense within a, Ember within a limited range. So we take maybe. Ember to it. We take a large amount of Ember near it and we lead it here. Is that what you're saying? Right. I think that would work. If it gets too close, maybe break one, lob one and break it, and it'll go for that, and then come up. But it might buy you a bit of time. Yes, I, I, we can do that. Uh, uh, how soon before you're ready? Look at, the, look at the servitors. I think they'll be done in half an hour. All I can think of at the moment is we gestures to the the tappers around her we collect more ember more of my people we head down to the yards to the tunnels around the yards possibly even the streets of the yards we break some of the embers there to see if it attracts attention whoever gets a first bite of it then calls out to the others and we start to lead it through the tunnels breaking more embers as we go it's really risky have you got a better plan i don't where are your friends they went to talk to scour I think Enid's hoping to learn some more about how we could save Elwood. Good. Meanwhile, somewhere under the city, some rats are walking down a dark, dark tunnel. They made good life choices. There is a breeze around them. The breeze is tugging at them slightly. Every step they take, it's colder. It feels... Maybe the light you're holding is dimming, or maybe it's just your own eyesight, but it doesn't feel good. It's like hackles starting to stand up. And you take a few more steps forward into the dark, a few more steps forward. The rushing sound is getting louder and louder. And you take another step forward and suddenly you're in a big space. A really big space. We're talking cathedral. Um, we're, we're talking a huge, huge space. There may be a ceiling to the cavern you're now in, but it's well beyond the power of your little lantern to show it. You are standing in air rushing past you. You can hear rushing water ahead of you, echoing around every surface, and you can feel almost like a gravity drawing you forward into whatever is below you. So not only does this space extend above you, it extends below you, and you get a a dizzying, vertiginous impression that it descends forever below you. This dark pit somewhere in the middle of everything here and you can hear water rushing in from all sides and it's as if you are being pulled towards this this center this this pit below you water spills out and disappears your lantern doesn't show where it goes Uh, there is a wall in front of you stopping you pushing yourselves over the edge and if the wall wasn't there you find yourselves gripping it with your fingers if the wall wasn't there you kind of feel like you might be just forced not through the air not through anything else but you might want to just step off i don't think we should be here no you feel really cold uh, like uh, enid all of your hairs are standing on end it's almost feels like it, exactly where we're supposed to be i you know don't feel that draw to go forward i do that's part of the problem can we, so if we sort of look directly left 
is it is it like a, a path with a wall that would sort of follow the edge of this space as it were it does look like this is some sort of balcony i guess that's not the right word for it but you know what i mean a a, a path that hugs the side of this vast cavern with a little wall to the right well we sure as hell can't go back we just end up spinning around in those caverns till we die or kill each other i contemplate that for a minute <laughs> <laughs> and then silently start edging along this balcony thing. The tunnels that you were in felt safe by comparison. This feels like uh, everything, sound, sight, everything is being pulled, like gravitationally pulled into the middle of this chasm that's below you, or whatever it is, sinkhole, um, vortex. You inch your way around the wall, desperately clinging to the stone at the back of the cavern because you fear that if you release it you'll actively want to step over the small wall that's there and and jump it's this weird sense of vertigo uh, and you carry on inching your way around can i a weird question the lantern that i'm holding does it tilt if you imagine sort of you know a lantern hanging from a rat's paw does the bottom of the lantern kind of tilt towards the hole like it too is being drawn in or does that hang just dead straight from my paw like a, like you'd expect it to no it feels like it's tilting inwards okay just i was intrigued to see if it's if it's everything is pulled in rather than a, mm. things that can feel as it were okay uh, well as far as Vern's, he'll keep going then yep. keep on following around it's a slow and terrifying walk but after maybe a hundred feet you find another entryway behind you you find another short piece of corridor behind you uh, there's suddenly no wall on that side does is this a, a dead end with the corridor being the only route or does the path keep on the going path around does keep on going round uh, i want to get out of here as quickly as possible and i'll i'll make my way up that corridor but still hugging the wall I don't want to let the wall go. Immediately, even 10, 15 feet, you start to feel better. You, it's still pulling at you. It's still there, this this presence behind you that you are relatively sure that you'll still feel when you close your eyes at night. But you are immediately feeling better as soon as you start to move away from it. Uh, again, ahead of you is a metal door, just like the one you, you saw. It's about um, maybe 30 feet ahead of you right now, Enid. Mm. Oh, uh, the door was a mistake. Just for the record, Vern has not followed Enid yet. Mm. Vern is feeling... Vern is almost enjoying this feeling of the pull. He's going to he's gonna keep on walking around the room. Wow, okay. Um, well, you do have that firm in the face of danger trait, so it's... I do, yeah. If it's, are you saying anything to Enid or are you just carrying on? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know why I, do. I feel like he's all, he's almost in a trance, Vern. He's just he's just gonna keep walking. Enid, you keep pushing forward, um, maybe not realizing quite yet that Vern isn't behind you. When you reach the door, you check for Vern. There's no sign of him. Vern, you carry on inching your way around. The further you go, the more this feeling is building in you that maybe being over there jumping, maybe that's the thing to do. But you are. Firm in the face of danger, and you, you continue inching your way. Enid, he's not there. What are you going to do? I'm definitely not moving towards the thing. <laughs> he can be as much of an idiot as he likes. I need to get out of this. I have the opposite instincts to Vern when it comes to this sort of thing. My whole life has been about self-preservation. Are you trying to open yes, the door? Yes, yes. 
Okay, you push towards the door. There is actually a handle on this side. It, it's a, a small wheel-like handle. So you turn it and you pull the door and the door opens fairly easily towards you. Uh, beyond that, you can see a set of steps leading up. Do you have light? No. Okay, in which case you, you've had to do this by touch. You got to the door. It mm-hmm. was pretty obvious what the door is. Um, because you can feel the metal and you can feel the curves again on it, and you felt the handle and you pulled a, open the handle and you've, you you can't see steps because you don't have um, light. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the door is open, you want to get through that. Can I see Vern at all? Can I see the no, lantern glow? You can't see lantern glow, and and that uh, when you were standing, sort of uh, inching away around the edge, the lantern was pretty dim anyway. It's as if mm-hmm. the, as if this place swallows up the light. Um, as I get to the door, I'll shout back. Vern, I've found a door. Vern, you hear that echo very faintly, but again, it's like this, whatever it is in the middle of the room is is, is eating the sound. Uh, if, if it even registers with him, he ignores it. He, he keeps going. There's no response in it. Oh, bloody fool. Uh, and I'll take a step out of the door. Is there light out there at all? There is a faint light, but only very faint, but you can see it coming from somewhere up. Hmm. I'll probably go through the door and and just sit there and catch my breath. Okay. Back at the edge of the chasm, Vern, you have reached what feels like another entrance here. Another gap in the wall to your rear. Um, However, at this time, there also appears to be a break in the wall to your right. And what looks like a stone, maybe a bridge leading out? And I see this bridge leads into what I would consider to be the centre of the room, in the direction of the drawer. I wouldn't call it a room, but yes, it does. Mm. I mean, there's a reason why I'm being silly, but he, he's, he, would, he would follow. He, he wants to follow this, this drawer. He would step out onto the bridge. The bridge has no sides. It's about 10 feet wide, you would say, from the light. Um, it is smooth stone, some sort of black marble, maybe. It is slightly tilted upwards, so you're climbing very slightly. It's slightly slick because of all the water in the air around you. And it feels like you're stepping on a bridge over absolute nothingness. It feels like void beneath you. And you start to take steps forward, and every step the hairs again on your body are rising and a chill is going through you. You will need to make a roll to successfully continue on forwards at this point. Okay. Um, you uh, have you have stands firm in the face of danger which you can use as a plus two for that. Okay. Uh, if you do really badly you might jump. <laughs> okay. Your, uh, your, your difficulty to keep on going forward at the moment is a difficulty of six. Oh my god. Okay. Oof, uh, five, so seven. You gird your loins <laughs> and, and take steps forward, going slightly uphill here, feeling you're having to climb upwards, but the pull is into the centre of whatever is below you, if that makes sense. Um, the bridge is, mm. bridge is stopping you falling, but the, the sensation, the way that this thing is trying to draw you and indeed draw everything is deep, deep down into this pit, whatever this pit is. And you take uh, a few more steps forward, you, you are getting there. You can just see, just by the very edge of the, the lantern light, you can see something glinting, like there's uh, something ahead of you, maybe in the centre of the room. It's quite a distance, you're not sure it's the centre, you're not sure how big this thing is. 
but there's a presence. It could be a person, even, ahead of you somewhere. Let's have another roll to see if you can get further. Mm. Difficulty now is eight. You have a plus two. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, it's a seven. It's definitely a nice. seven. It's a nat one. You take a, another couple of steps forward. You pause. Oh, no. You just caught a glint of something up there. Eyes, maybe? And then you slip. The bridge is slightly slick. You tumble to the side. You catch yourself and the lantern falls. And as you are just clinging on to the edge of this thing, you see the lantern below you fall and keep falling and keep falling, illuminating water pouring into the void of nothingness and it keeps falling and it keeps falling and it keeps falling and it looks like a star in the sky now way down below you and then finally it winks out well it could have been worse (laughs) (laughs) end of episode please do join us for the next episode in which Enid regrets her choices Flotsam is a game by me Ian Thomas Our players are Amelia Tyler, Chris Payne, and Jay Britton. Editing was by Ian. Sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound. And the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.